2: And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, sitting here with my super producer, Ben Ready. Yes,
3: sir.
2: How was your week, Ben Reddy?
3: My week has been all right, all right, a bit, uh, what's the word, uh, I want to say puzzling. It's a little puzzling, but not too much. We good, baby, we good. How about yourself?
2: Um, I wouldn't say uneventful for the most part. Not really too much went on. Uh, Friday night went very well. Had the hood day for the homies. You know, the the Nutty Block reunion. Everybody enjoyed themselves. We had a bunch of other little neighborhoods come through, you know. Room full of gangbangers and no real conflict. So that was a beautiful situation. You know, motherfuckers think that too many niggas in the same room can't have fun, or too many niggas from the same element can't have fun. But you know, everything was taken care of well, so it 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 all went nice. So you know, it it was a lovely thing. Nobody got you know no n- nothing too bad happened to nobody. A couple scuffles and shit like that, you know, disagreements. But that was mostly the females, so it it was a lovely situation.
3: Yeah, I was about to say I seen the little female scuffle.
2: Yeah, but you know, even them, they didn't they didn't really fight. You know how that go Yeah, bitches talking shit to each other back and forth, but no real, nobody even got a scratch on them. So it was a lovely situation, all in all. Wonderful. Yeah, you know this episode is entitled "Billionaire Hove." You know, congratulations to the God MCJ Hove on becoming the, the first hip hop billionaire and. And personally when I say it, I think the the first black hip hop billionaire. Cause I look at Jimmy Iovine and them and I'm I don't know what they they financial situation is. But they seem like they might be in that billion category. But I'm I can't confirm nor deny. But shout out to Jay for becoming the first hip hop billionaire. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see a black man build a billion dollar empire practically before our eyes. We we pretty much watched it from reasonable doubt to right about now. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lovely thing. And he literally and figuratively left a blueprint on how he did it. So that was, I think, one of my one of my favorite things of the whole situation. A lot of motherfuckers have been coming with these like fake hater stories like, oh, you niggas is. Saying he's in the Illuminati and all of this shit. But I I haven't seen that yet. Like, I've yet to look on my timeline and see a person say, oh, he's in the Illuminati. I ain't seen that shit. I seen a bunch of people saying that people were saying that he was in the Illuminati. But I've yet to see the person who actually said, like, oh, he got that billion from being in the fucking Illuminati. Nah. Because that nigga, um, Big Sean said some real shit. Like, if, if you niggas really believe that all these rappers and shit is in the Illuminati and we supposedly some secret society that's running shit, why do you think they would let a bunch of young niggas be in this organization? Hmm. I was like, that makes sense like a motherfucker. Like of all the shit that they would say about niggas being in like what the fuck do you think they would put us in it for?
3: Well, I mean, maybe to push the the quote unquote narrative for the negativity, uh the black man you know you put these artists in position that act fools and you get the black people to act like them and then they fuck themselves up
2: true but basically like when niggas was talking about the illuminati i look at it as something of a a controlling class so if you in the illuminati that will put you in a position of actually having some control so that's the reason that i'm like i don't think it's it's that if anything, and especially like for them to say Jay-Z, because it's not like Jay-Z was really pushing some negative narrative or some negative stereotype or he's never really been the, you know, disrespect women, shoot black people rapper. Like, you know, like game in them, like niggas who rap about shooting niggas all day and selling dope all day and doing all type of bullshit. Like Jay-Z was more of a uh, uh, I have more wealth than you type of rapper. Mm-hmm. So he's the last nigga who I would assume would be in a situation like that or be used to, to push something like that because he's never been the type of nigga to try to convince you to do drugs or convince you to go down the wrong road. It was always nigga. I sold dope before I was a rapper. I'm, I'm getting money like this. That was always the narrative of Jay-Z's content. Right. You know, so I don't really look at him like that. Like, I look at a rapper like YG or, you know, the rappers who pushed that. A lot of the southern rappers like Lil Boosie. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't even listen to that type of shit. So it's like. Damn near everything on the radio, right? Yeah, now. Young Jeezy and shit. Because I'm just trying <laughs> to think of Jay Z's era, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Niggas who was pushing basically the lifestyle of black negativity. Right, you don't really, you didn't really hear the, a lot of that content from Jay Z, so for them to say that he was in the Illuminati and he was being used to do all this negative shit, I ain't really see it, you know. So like, as far as me giving props to Jay Z in the career <coughs> and the uh, acquisition of a billion dollars, like I, I, I ain't got nothing really negative to say about the dude. There was a lot that you can say negatively about what he did on his way up like you know people who you feel like he stepped on and moves that you might not completely agree with right but it's not like i see him get this building i'm like this bitch ass nigga would be the one to get it like no nah, nigga like i'm more than happy that he was the one to do it especially because he is the undisputed goat
3: yeah i mean w- when it comes to number one in, in hip-hop he is the face of
2: hip-hop uh, yeah i don't think that you could put nobody above him straight the fuck up and down no. like there's niggas who you might want to say oh well eminem is a better lyricist than him he has better word play than him or such and such soul more records than him or this album was better than the blueprint and shit like that you might have your personal favorite but all in all consensus nigga jay-z is the greatest rapper of all time
3: uh, I-, I agree I agree.
2: Like, even if you're the biggest Eminem fan on the planet, you cannot put Eminem above Jay-Z.
3: Which I am one.
2: You can't put Tupac above Jay-Z. You can't put Biggie above jay You can't put Nas above Jay-Z. I remember on the Joe Budden podcast when they had, like, the album for album, because I think Rory said that shit, like, on some some toss-away shit, like, oh, well, if you went album for album, I think you might think it a little different between Jay-Z and Nas and they did album for album and that shit was a fucking slaughter. It got farther when you tried to do it like that. If you try to compare lyrical content, it might be closer, but if you go album for album, nigga, please, it ain't even, it ain't, it's literally not even close. Right. Like there's nobody with a catalog that could really fuck with Jay-Z.
3: However, I, I do feel like he's uh. In the sense of inconsistent as far as when it comes to dope album after dope albums. Nas it Nas too. Nas to it.
2: Oh um, you saying Jay Z yeah. inconsistent. Yeah,
3: but he has a bunch of dope albums. I wouldn't say
2: he's inconsistent. I would say it slowed down toward the end. I
3: don't know that blueprint too was trash.
2: But I'm saying that's that's toward the end. Everything before blueprint, name a whack one.
3: Um before blueprint yeah volume that
2: was what blueprint was like fifth fifth or sixth album
3: volume one was all right it wasn't as dope as everything else even volume three volume volume one volume
2: three was cool you fuck with volume three yeah you
3: you might have to listen to it. volume
2: two was hard as fuck but i fucked with three
3: you might have to listen to volume three i don't know the last time you heard it but let's do it again
2: It was a cool little minute ago. I ain't going to front it Ain't Like, I'm just sitting here listening to his whole fucking catalog. (laughs) But when three dropped, I fucked with it. And that's what I I count as well. Because a lot of albums don't age well. If you go back and listen to a lot of your favorite albums when they drop, not as good now
3: facts nostalgia purposes and the time that was going exactly. on exactly
2: at the time you were listening to it you was like this shit is the shit and then you go back and you like I was listening
4: to this shit yeah. I thought
2: this whole album I listened to all these songs I enjoyed all of them and CJ shout out to CJ for listening to my show said oh. Nas Beats is whack. oh
3: shit CJ
2: yes Chelsea Perry Ah, uh, okay but, juicy, <laughs> hey, juicy fruit. <laughs> but yeah, nigga, like as far as Jay Z's albums, especially at the time they all dropped, you you wouldn't really say like, oh yeah, this nigga dropped a dud on this one. Because to me, Holy Grail was a dud. Yes, but again, I'm not saying inconsistent because when niggas start getting into those latter years, you know, and and it start getting a little fuzzy, the the sounds start changing on them. Niggas start, you know, niggas lose a step, I feel like. Yeah. Because uh, like E-40, and you know I'm a gigantic E-40 fan. You know, when that sound start changing and motherfuckers start trying to reinvent themselves and move into different little pockets. Right. Shit start getting a little fuzzy for them. Because American Gangster was cool. But.
3: A lot of people do not like that album. That album I love that album. I like
2: that album uh
3: blueprint 3 was was trash.
2: Yeah, it was garbage. A
3: couple songs in there. Uh
2: yeah, I mean but nobody nobody has a flawless catalog.
3: Mm, closest one maybe Rick.
2: i am finna to say it, it that was the only that's the only one I was going to accept. If you have said Rosé. Yeah. 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 Or I put it this way. Having a catalog that long. Yeah. And being able to consistently have bangers, Rick Ross is he's up there. And he's one of the most underrated. When you really talk about rappers who are underrated, Ross, he up there.
3: Trying to tell my nigga uh Raheem, man, Rick Ross be having some wordplay because for your
2: ass. nigga album for album shit as well as bar for bar. And Ross is a a, a Jay Z student. Yes 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 he
3: at first you know at first i thought uh that nigga uh ti was the down south jay-z but rick ross for sure i came and took
2: that yeah. over. yeah for for sure for sure <clears throat> and, and ross he got that soulful sound yeah like you know raw and the content like he he's he's another rapper who pushes that get money you know you can do it too type shit like you know like um nipsey said i fuck with rick ross because he's teaching wealth and that was a big part of what jay-z did and is currently doing jay-z is real big on building wealth especially in in a lot of his his later content Mm -hmm. like in the story of oj financial freedom my only hope fuck living rich and dying broke you know what's you know what's more important than throwing away money in a strip club credit Like he, he's pushing a lot of shit that we should be on. And that's why I fuck with Jay-Z a lot. It, and it's crazy because during the Illuminati rumor times, I kind of was on the like, man, fuck this nigga in Illuminati type shit. Cause I ain't gonna front it. It ain't like I, I'm saying it like I didn't fall for that shit as well. Mm -hmm. Cause you watch these YouTube niggas who be making these videos. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. You see that little triangle in the back right there. That's, that's an Illuminati symbol for him saying that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like there's all type of shit that you watch on these fucking YouTube videos and they make the shit look real convincing. Like they, they, they breaking down too much game and they like, you see the way young Dolomite looked to the left and then he looked to the right and then he looked down at the phone.
4: Yeah. That was a triangle. <laughs> he was,
2: he was showing the symbol to, to let you know that he was down with the Illuminati and, He's from this chapter of the Mason, fucking whatever. So, nigga, I was I was drinking the Kool Aid too, but at the same time, I'm listening to the nigga music. Like this shit is hard though. Can't front on this shit because the Blueprint, nigga, to me, still one of the greatest albums ever put together. Yes,
4: yes, yes nigga. Yes.
2: I was I was listening to You Don't Know on the way here. Like mm. I think that's my favorite uh, Jay Z song.
3: That should get a nigga amp, boy. Don't let that remix come N- on. Oh
2: well, mop. Yeah, nigga. Make you want nigga. to punch your fucking windshield out of your car, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> For real, nigga. Nigga, mop, have a nigga ready to do some bullshit, man. That motherfucker, nigga, mop. Literally, like I can't listen to mop if I'm not in a setting where I, I could stand up, nigga, because that shit had your heart beating faster, nigga. Listening to mop is like drinking a Red Bull. And then with that motherfucking beat, down, <Gedanken> down, <song of theimizi> nig-. Yeah, man. That shit make a motherfucker start jumping up and down and shit, nigga. Start mm. sweating just thinking about the motherfucker. Man. But, you know, like, and and just the content of that song, he had billionaire bars and that shit. I came into this motherfucker, 100 Grand Strong, not to be exact from Grinding G-Packs put the shit in motion ain't no rewinding me back to make 40 off a brick but one rhyme could beat that like that nigga gassed that whole song he didn't waste a single bar in that shit
3: one million two million three million four that nigga was killing it that's what
2: i'm saying nigga i'm like (laughs) god damn like nigga i'm what 18 when that shit came out that motherfucker came out on september 11th yes the day the towers dropped 2001 I'm like, God, you know, because it's like you so traumatized from watching the fucking towers drop. And then this nigga album come out and I don't know how I got my hands on it, because I know for a fact I ain't buy the shit. One of my partners brought that motherfucker to my house. And it's crazy, like how. Depending on how big you are of a hip hop fan where you could really remember where you were and what you were doing when you heard a certain song or heard a certain album. Like I remember sitting in my fucking dining room and shit in my apartment, and my homeboy running up my steps. Like you know, when you live in them raggedy cheap apartments, you can hear niggas coming up the steps. Like do 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 like like thinking somebody sprinting up my steps. What mm-hmm. the fuck? You know, so I go to the door. Like goddamn, nigga, what the fuck wrong with you? He like, hey nigga, you gotta hear this fucking album, my nigga. No, what the fuck you talking about, my nigga? What the? Uh, they hit another tower or some shit, nigga. That's what I'm thinking. The way that nigga ran up my steps, nigga, I'm finna go turn the news on. Nigga, I'm thinking terrorism didn't hit again right he like nah nigga you gotta hear this motherfucking jay-z album this shit hard as fuck nigga so we put that motherfucker on nigga i think the first song i had heard off that shit was the ruler's back i'm like that yeah god damn
3: that was one of hip-hop's most perfect albums yeah uh uh from from the beats the rhymes Hooks, There's everything, everything, uh, the 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 flow, the
1: topics, all
3: of that shit. Yeah,
2: that to- shit was like Kanye West coming out party.
3: girls 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 you got, you got all that shit you got the one shit for the for hola
2: the, jovito you feel
3: me for the spanish joints you know what i'm saying yeah
2: nigga that shit was crazy song cry like that nigga had
3: oh song cry
2: that man. nigga had janks on that motherfucker
3: you don't get a nigga back like
2: that nigga that's what I'm, I'm like nigga this motherfucker right here ain't no love in the heart of the city that shit was another like, oh, my God, nigga, Takeover. Like, when I heard Takeover, I was like, oh, my, did this nigga just end Nas' career?
4: Because
2: <laughs> when I first asked Nas, he don't want it with Hope? No! I was like, oh, this motherfucker is clowning. Like, nigga, like, that That album was so fucking hard. Like, that shit was undeniable. Like, it's it's certain albums you hear it and you know it's a classic once you hear it. Like once that motherfucker finished, you like, oh yeah. This this might have been the, the best album I ever heard. Yeah. I was like, man, this shit is amazing, my nigga. Like literally. And he had a couple, cause the black album. Oh. I was like, I don't know, this shit might be better than blueprint. And I ain't think blueprint could be top by nobody.
3: The Black Album, Is It Better Than Blue? That, that's tough. That's, that's the same. tough. Because the only song I don't listen to on there is uh is uh, the Lucifer joint.
2: Why? Because it's Lucifer. Nah. I just, that got to be why. Nah, I just. Because that song's hard as fuck.
3: I just, I, I really don't like that beat. I'm from the
2: murder capital. Where they murder for capital?
3: <laughs> I just don't like that beat. I love that song. But other than that,
2: yeah, all the way through. Lucifer, one of my favorite songs on there. Threats. Look at his threats. Yeah, nigga, I love threats. Especially the one that where his mom came in. Oh, yeah. Sean Carter. I was like, ah.
3: I think my favorite joint on there is that uh, Allure and that What More Can I Say.
2: Yeah. What, what, more, what more can I say? That shit is,
3: are you not entertained? Can you feel me?
2: Nigga, but that's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, he's the GOAT. Ain't yeah. nobody. Those two albums, nigga, you ain't got two like that. No matter what your catalog is, you ain't got two like that. Mm. A lot of niggas don't got two like that. Only the GOATs, the only got, the goats. got like two classics. Yeah. Two fucking straight up classics. Because like, you know, y'all know me. I love Nipsey. So Crenshaw, TMC. And shit when you throw mailbox money in there, like Nipsey got some classics, but to the to the degree of the two blueprints, I don't know as much as I love Crenshaw, it's hard to put next to the blueprint and the black album I mean, yeah nigga, the 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 black album and the blueprint was like nigga, it's it's hard to put two up against those two.
4: Well, you like know.
2: all eyes on me and the seven day theory. Right. Don't them two motherfuckers. That's too like, I, Them two motherfuckers was crazy.
3: I could go into debate, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But
2: them. You said into debate or yeah, to debate.
3: No, into the, into debate on other people that, that has that. Got two in that yeah, kind of cause, category. Cause Nas would be in that as well.
2: Well, it was written in Illmatic. It was
3: written illmatic and uh the second one um
2: it was written was the
3: second it one? was written it was written well, ill about, no it was oh, written damn. no it was written illmatic and stillmatic yeah you know but uh but Jay Z that, that that blueprint was a blueprint to show you niggas for the time that came out that show you how to put an album together
4: That's perfectly exactly.
2: yeah. And it was, like, that shit was literally what firing on all cylinders looked like. Yes. Like, everything in that album was done perfectly. The beats was fucking crazy. The bars was fucking crazy. Because it wasn't Renegade on that shit. hmm And, you know, again, niggas say Eminem killed them, that's debatable. That depends on your personal you know what, what, what you felt like? Cause to me, Eminem said a lot of shit, but to me personally, Jay Z said better shit. To each his own. That's what I'm saying. It was, cause J- Eminem's wordplay is unmatched. <clears throat> nobody, wordplay wise, nobody is fucking with Eminem. I don't think there's nobody who could fuck with him on wordplay. But depth of content and flow, Jay. Jay-Z, nigga, just how he ride the beat and just the way he say shit right. and what he be saying. Eminem ain't fucking with that shit. Like, you you like put it this way. You could take the beat out and just listen to what the fuck Jay-Z sang. You could read it and be like, damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of doubt. Eminem, you be like, ooh,
4: shit. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh, ooh. But it's like a, a nigga who could dribble real good but can't really shoot. He don't score a lot. I play my nigga like that, man. He, nigga, he don't <laughs> score a lot. Now, well, now in the later days, he wasn't scoring a lot then.
3: Oh, come on, man. The first three albums, come on, man. But
2: did you feel it though? I y- love them albums. You liked them.
3: No, I loved them. But did you feel them? Yes. Well, you gotta understand. Even even then, I was I was uh, uh, I was still doing music then. So Eminem was more of a rapper's rapper. So when you when you go into the technical side of it and you listen from all technical side and the the words that he's putting together and how he brought it, but that's what I mean. You're
2: looking at like the skillfulness of what he's doing. Yeah, like it's like like to like it's like watching Kyrie Irving dribble a basketball. You're fucking (laughs) amazed. But Michael Jordan didn't do a whole lot of dribbling, but he was getting the ball into the fucking basket a lot at a hell of a clip.
3: If Hove is Michael Jordan. M is
2: LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. God damn. No, hell no. Hell motherfucking no. Because LeBron is well rounded. He's more well rounded than Michael Jordan. So you would probably have to switch that. Okay. I'll put Jay Z would be more LeBron. Gotcha. Because Eminem might be able to score a lot, but his defense ain't all that. Like Jay Z is way more real rounded.
4: Okay, we can do that. Eminem is
2: just a rap, 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 rap. We can do that. Like Jay Z, he got he got soulful shit. Yeah, some hard. Like he 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 got some soul food, nigga. Eminem make Chinese food. He make a whole lot of food. He'll he'll bar you to death but it, it ain't like he got a song that you just like oh i felt that shit in my spirit he got a few you know i'm sorry mama yeah, yeah. lose and yourself in the music he got a couple
3: and it's di- it's different walks of life like you nobody expect nobody expect to feel what a white person went through is exactly. that you know what i'm saying and and vice versa you can't ex- expect a white person to understand you can't expect a white person to understand uh, somebody like a uh, scarface you feel yeah. what I'm saying? All, you know, rappers are that that, that uh, that elk.
2: Yeah, but see, I think another thing about Jay-Z, the reason I'm, you know, like, pushing for him in, in this argument is he can make a motherfucker from the Midwest understand that feeling. Like, he made you feel that feeling. Like, I think it was Wale who said, Jay-Z is the motherfucker who you could be in the back row at Madison Square Garden and feel like it's just y'all two talking when jay-z is on stage Mm
0: -hmm. like he
2: he'll make a stadium feel like an intimate setting just because you know he just was it was straight bars and not like bar 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 but like he just say some shit in a smooth way that you just like god damn yeah jay
3: you can relate to jay-z because how he he got he got he got that nigga swag, that hood swag. Exactly, you know what I'm but that's so, what I'm
2: saying. Like, nigga, he he got an unfair advantage. I'm not saying that he didn't, but nigga, over Eminem, it's like Eminem has, you know, his his wordplay was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He had some shit. Like Eminem had bars that you will literally catch it five minutes later. That shit'll go over your head, you'll have to put your car in verse back up two blocks and then catch it. Like right. he he got some shit. But Jay Z is like he feeding you shit that's it hitting you punch after punch after punch after punch. So like I, because like on Renegade, nigga, just the way that that nigga started this shit, you motherfuckers say that I'm foolish. I only talk about Jews, Do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? I'm like, Shh. you know, come on, nigga. Yeah,
3: Jay Z for sure killed, He he killed it, but you know. You got to think, that that verse, he had to do that. That verse was a little older. You know what I'm saying? It was already done, except that last verse Eminem did. But that first verse, he had to. Jay-Z probably heard it like, "Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. I had to hustle my back to the wall, ashy knuckle. You know what I'm saying? I'm
2: like, yo, that nigga served that shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, you know, because I ain't saying that Eminem, obviously Eminem went crazy on that shit. Right. I'm sure Jay heard him was like, oh, my God. This motherfucker was clowning. Let me go in that motherfucker and you know. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna have to put a little bit of extra sauce on this motherfucker.
3: Yeah. You gotta throw the so you gotta you gotta swag Eminem out the game. Yeah, exactly. He ain't gonna you can't he
2: you. Yeah, you ain't finna out rap Eminem. Yeah. Like you you gotta hit hit him hit him with some shit that he can't do. And that's what, what Jay Z was always good at. Jay Z was good at being the nigga that told you, since I ain't fucking with it, it ain't cool. hmm Like, that nigga put throwback jerseys out of business. The whole reason I wore this motherfucker was because, you know, it, it seemed like Jay-Z low-key brought it in and took it out. Because they kind of made the, you know, the little jersey shit cool. What was that? Uh, The show? Or backstage? Backstage. Backstage. Like, you watch backstage, every city that nigga went to, he had their jersey on. That shit was hard as fuck. That was one of the things I noticed. Like, okay, this nigga got all the little hard little jerseys. That shit dope. Then that nigga fucked it up on, you No, know, it wasn't the blueprint. It was the black album where he said, I don't wear a uh, toe-back jersey because 30, 30 plus.
4: I
3: was like, motherfucker. Give me a button up.
2: Yeah. I was like, this nigga called nigga for that shit. But you know, you just gotta respect the come up of Jay Z. That nigga said, "Uh, Shakur Shakur said, Fabulous brought in the throwbacks and still doing it. Fabulous, that nigga just—he's a stylish motherfucker. Yeah,
3: that nigga do—he's still wearing like the uh, Bel- Fresh Prince of Bel Air jerseys yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fabulous, I think Fabulous, like um, I, 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 I." I equate Fabulous and myself a lot of times because we, we two niggas who you never really catch me off guard when it come to clothing.
4: Mm-hmm. You will
2: ne- you'll you'll never catch me outside of my front door, not dressed up. Fabulous kind of just like you never really see Fabulous with like a white tee, some sweats and some Nike slippers. Every time you see that nigga, he fitted from fucking head to toe. I really fuck with Fabulous and, you know, quick little thing. He dropped his debut album the same day as the Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Ghetto Fabulous, September 11, 2001. You know, just a little fun fact for niggas. I'm 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 somewhat of a hip hop head. Not as big as you and Will, but I know some shit.
3: If you can hang with Will, you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, like I, I I fuck with Jay. Like, you know, he, he knew the difference between friends and associates, friends and colleagues. Because, you know, a lot of times motherfuckers look at Jay-Z and his come up on some like, man, that's fucked up how he did Beanie Sigel, That's fucked up how he did Jazz. That's fucked up how he did Sauce Money. That's fucked up, how, you know, like, yeah. But I think he didn't look at them as his friends. You know, niggas say, oh, he fucked his friends over. He fucked over niggas. I don't think he fucked with it like that, because the nigga, the names I hear a lot, Emery, Tata, Hip Hop. Memphis Bleak. Yeah, Bleak. Couple others. Like, those are the niggas who, no matter where he was in life, no matter what the fuck was happening, them was the names he always shouted out. Other niggas was more on some rapping shit. You know, like, Jay was the type of nigga that You know, these is my friends. You just niggas who I get money with. And I look at a lot of like Jay-Z, how he get down, you know, and the way I do on this show, which is I bring a topic to the table and I show you how you can use whatever is happening in the thing that I'm talking about in your own personal life. And Jay-Z, as far as what I would equate to just normal people, Knowing the difference between who are your friends and who are just people who you're doing something with at the time. Like, I remember in high school, I used to have to really tell niggas, just because we in the same class don't make us friends. Just, I might come to this classroom every day and talk to you exclusively. But when that bell ring, get the fuck out of my face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, the shit with Jay-Z. Like, he was always ta-ta. Emery, hip-hop. You will hear them niggas' names throughout Jay-Z's career. So even with the Fallout with Dane, even with dropping a meal, getting rid of niggas up out of Rockefeller, and the whole Rockefeller split. He ain't never split from Tata, Emory Hip Hop, or Bleak. Like he got his core group of niggas who we fuck with. And I feel like that's how a lot of people should be like, you got to have your core group of real niggas who could probably tell you some shit that you wouldn't accept from other people. Like that was whack. I ain't like that. Or that shit you did. That was some sucker shit. Or, you know, just shit like you got to have niggas who, who keep you grounded. And that's a, a, another thing about Jay Z, not that he's grounded because he's known for being probably one of the cockiest motherfuckers literally on the planet. But in order for you to be great, a lot of times you gotta have that type of ego. You gotta feel like you're the best motherfucker in the room, or you won't be that. You gotta believe that you're the best. You know, Jay Z said that. You know, you gotta find your genius level talent and believe in it. You know, he said he believed that everybody has a genius level talent. You just gotta find it, and I believe that too. You know, like I would say, like, you know, niggas, niggas want to be a rapper, but you might have been the greatest violin player ever. If you played the violin, you might want to play basketball, but you might have been the greatest cricket player ever. A lot of motherfuckers, sadly, I believe everybody does have a genius level talent, but everybody don't find it. Some motherfuckers find it and don't fuck with it.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I told you about my homeboy who could skate real good. Like you feel like what <clears> your <throat> talent is ain't good enough for what's going on, so you just don't fuck with your talent. Some niggas was super dope at video games or just dope at all types of shit, and they don't play video games no more. Like, I felt like I was the greatest NFL 2K5 player ever. Ask Jason. I was so (laughs) fucking amazing at that game, it didn't make no fucking sense. I was blazing that nigga literally by 50. Wow. nigga, Ask him, nigga.
0: I was... I was a am- man.
2: Then EA Sports bought that exclusive NFL license, and that was it. Two K couldn't make football games no more. Then in what, I think it was maybe two thousand and eight, they came with that bullshit like All Star Football or something like that. Trash. That shit was garbowski. But nigga, Two K Five, nigga, I was amazing. Ask anybody, nigga, I was legendary on that shit. But, you know, like I said, as far as Jay-Z, like he always focused on being the best. And, you know, if, if you don't think you're the best, you won't be the best. You won't try to be the best. All right. You should at least believe that it is possible for you to be the best. Like confidence is, is key in anything. When you, uh, uh, what would you call it? When you trying to go into an endeavor, you shouldn't even fuck with it if you don't feel like you could at least be great if not the best. At least, like, I'm going to be somewhat good at this shit. I might not be the greatest podcaster ever, but I'm going to be great. I'm going to be fan motherfucking-tastic, nigga. I'm going to be top 10. Like, you might play basketball. Like, I might not be able to beat Jordan, motherfucker, but I for sure going to be better than Sam Bowie, (laughs) goddammit. You know, you got to believe that you're going to be some type of great. Jay-Z, always that nigga was saying he was the greatest from the jump, just like Muhammad Ali. You know, and, and and that's how you got to be at a lot of shit. Like a lot of motherfuckers go into shit saying they the best, but they don't believe it. You could tell a motherfucker don't believe it. Jay-Z believed that shit. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it seemed true. Because when you listen to Reasonable Doubt, he did have crazy bars in that shit. But it didn't really do well. Like the, the number-wise, if yeah. you look at the sales numbers on Reasonable Doubt when it came out, it didn't do all that. Nope. It was, I ain't gonna call it a flop, but it wasn't this great commercial success like people think it is. You know, now that we know who Jay-Z is and we see what it did as far as critically, now it's like, oh, it was a classic album. nigga, when that shit came out, niggas wasn't really fucking with that shit. You know?
3: Hey, the crazy part is when it came out, right? I was, uh, I remember after it came out, uh, around this time, volume one was out. And I was in a warehouse, music warehouse. Yeah. I was in music warehouse, warehouse music store. Yeah. Warehouse music store. And I'm in there looking at CDs and shit. And i pick up a magazine and i look, I said, damn, Jay-Z got a new album coming out. And it was reasonable doubt in, in the magazine.
2: God damn.
3: But, but mind you, volume one is out, which came out after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck is this? But the crazy part is I knew what, uh, you know the single he had with Mary J. on there. Uh, uh out the hustle. hustle. I knew that song and uh, who you with? Well, who you it was already. No, that, who, was, yeah, that, was volume, that was on volume. That was on volume one. So I I knew that song, and I'm like, okay, well, I just didn't. I never knew that album came out. Is what I'm saying. Like, oh, I yeah. never, you know, what I'm saying, but that that's that's a trip.
2: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, like you know, and 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 he embraced the lesson in failure. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like he looked at, I'm sure he felt like that shit was a, that didn't do what it should have did. No, But he looked at what he did wrong on that one, and he learned from his mistakes, and he kept it pushing. Like I remember he had said in the interview, because, you know, they asked him, like, you know, what do you think was the genius of your success? And he said the the genius thing we did was never give up. And that's what
3: everybody said, never give up.
2: Yeah. Everybody, nip. Ross, Mm -hmm.
3: everybody I keep watching say I didn't give up.
2: Exactly, and those three motherfuckers are all closely intertwined.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, Jay-Z bought a hundred copies of Crenshaw. Like, you know, and again, that's another thing that I I fuck with on Jay-Z. Jay-Z fucked with Hustlers. That's one thing you can never really say about Jay-Z. A lot of rappers, they got some situation where somebody came up somewhere near their lane and they was on some hater shit. Mm-hmm. You never really heard Jay-Z hating no niggas, even when they was in, quote-unquote, his lane. Like, you know, because when you look at a, a young motherfucker coming up, you niggas kind of, you know, all oh, these little young niggas, whoop whoop these niggas, is but even on 444, he was like, y'all niggas, you know, shitting on these young niggas like Tupac didn't have a nose ring. And in that bar... Niggas out here was like, the fuck you mean Tupac had a nose ring? Like, you saying that like it's some sucker shit. But I'm sure maybe on the East Coast that wasn't some fly shit. But, shit, when, when Tupac was out, I knew a lot of niggas out here who had a they nose pierced.
3: Nose pierced. Remember niggas had the one hoop and one ear and all that crazy shit?
2: Mm-hmm. That shit was nuts. Yeah, it was a lot of weird-ass styles in the 90s, my nigga. So when Jay-Z said that shit. I felt him. Didn't like how he went about it, but same here. Yeah. F- felt what he was saying though.
3: I was loving that song. Two niggas sitting there like, damn, this shit hard.
2: Nigga stop like, hold up, Tupac nigga. I gotta know, <laughs> man. Hold on, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, nigga wait was really a offended. Minute,
3: nigga. nigga was really offended, nigga. Hell
2: yeah. Like, bitch, don't speak on Tupac <laughs> like that, nigga.
3: Hold on. Oh shit.
2: Bobbing my head, nigga. That's like
3: Whoa. Yeah, that's exactly. Record skip like a motherfucker.
2: Hell yeah, like hold on, nigga, you motherfucking tripping, dog. But you know, it's, it's like I I I really fuck with 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 Jay Z and just the, the way that he he moved and shit. Like how he understood the value of the right relationships. Like fucking with uh Beyoncé. Like, you know, and I understand, like she she was bad, so it ain't like that's a hard choice to fuck with a fucking dime right but at the same time like all you know it's like motherfuckers you you see shit in people like i he he seen that she had greatness in her because uh what was that song lost ones hmm. when it kind of seemed they was having a little little little, little trouble in their relationship because he was saying um damn he was wow. saying something like uh i love her and something, something, but she loves work.
3: Yeah. like She lo- she, she cared about working more than a relationship.
2: Yeah. And it's like, nigga, you, you got to understand in order for you to be great. That's what it takes. And luckily he was able to understand that and what helped them as far as that relationship, I think is timing. He was a lot old or he is a lot older than her, but in that time, he was older and more mature than she was,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I ain't even gonna say than she was, but basically old and mature enough to realize what was going on. Like she does love you, nigga, but you know she loves what she does as well. She's chasing greatness like you are.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You want to have a family, I'm sure she does too. But right now she's chasing being. She's chasing goat status like you was, and he was able to sit there and wait you know, and just let their relationship be what it was until now it was a billion dollars on the elevator. Like if if, let's just say hypothetically, if he took that up the ass and they broke up, we wouldn't have the carters. He might not have a billion dollars. I think he, I think he'd eventually got it, but to the fashion that he got it now, I don't know. Because I think a, a lot of what helped him was her. Oh, yeah.
3: It was like a, a hand in hand.
2: Exactly. And that's what I mean. Like a, a lot of what he's doing right now is she's helpful. If not her hands on helping the fact that she's around helping like a lot of rappers status goes up when they got the right woman with them. Like to the, you know, the point of how we be talking about on the cat versus dog podcast, the, the benefits of marriage. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in situations like with a, with a Jay Z Beyonce, I look at just me as a husband, the value that I bring to my relationship. And this is advice that I give to people as far as people in relationships, just introspectively, like how you can help yourself to be a better mate. You should be asking yourself, what value am I bringing to this situation? What am I doing to make my mate better? What am I doing to make this relationship better? What do I bring to this situation? Like, what would my mate's friends say about me when I'm not around? Right. And when you look at a, a situation like with Jay Z and Beyonce or, um, Will and Jada, like power couple dynamic, you you have to have the right mate when you're a powerful person. When you're the type of person that's on a certain status, you have to have a great motherfucker next to you. Like, I hate that Chris Brown and Rihanna broke up. Or well, I ain't even gonna say broke up, because the way that that went, went fucked up. But think about the level of talent that Chris Brown has, like now that we know what we know now. He was already beasting when that shit happened. Yeah. But imagine if that shit never happened, imagine the status he would have reached without all of the roadblocks and stumbling blocks that became of that incident. Chris. And look at where Rihanna is right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ain't Rihanna like six hundred thousand? Six hundred Oh yeah, six hundred million? Think about I'm I'm sure Jay, I mean uh Chris Brown would have got four.
3: Chris Brown, like, if if that situation didn't happen, Chris Brown would have been, like...
2: Think about all the endorsements he lost. Exactly.
3: Chris Brown would have been, like, one of those people, like, when we see, like, damn, we ain't got nobody to... uh... He was
2: Michael Jackson. Exactly. He could have been in that vein. He'd have been the male Beyonce, since, you know, y'all want to put Beyonce up there and shit. Yeah. Because he's literally one of the most, entertainment-wise, one of the most talented people on the planet. Very. I feel like it's him, Jamie Foxx, and that's about it. Jamie Foxx is talented. Who, who's, well. Oh, matter of fact, my bad. Donald Glover. Most
3: well, definitely he is he's up there. He he do a lot
2: of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. and, and that's what I mean. Like when I think about the most talented motherfuckers on the planet as far as entertainment, Chris Brown, um, Damn, I just said the nigga name, Jamie Foxx and Donald Donald Glover. Them three motherfuckers, when you talk about just name something and they just do all the shit well, them three niggas could do it all.
3: Always said Donald Glover don't get enough props from black people.
2: Because he's a dork.
3: Right. And they let that get in the way like he's still black. Like he's still pushing shit forward.
2: Nigga, when I heard Redbone, I said, oh, he black. That's that's some that whole album. Yeah, what's what's the shit called? Awaken My Love or something like that. Mm-hmm. That whole album, nigga, that's a soul album. That's a funk album. Yeah. It's a dope ass album. I, I ain't know that was him. I was like, God damn! And nigga can rap. He got bars. He can rap like a motherfucker. He can rap his ass off. He's a comedian.
3: Comedian. He can act his ass off.
2: Yeah, as well as Atlanta, Good show as
3: well as write these movies and tv shows yeah
2: that's what i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm sure he has a big uh, a big role in Atlanta as far as the writing yeah. aspect of it
3: See, he, he did writing for uh 30 rock which yeah, is one of the biggest show one of the biggest shows that ever hit nbc
4: yeah
2: so and,
3: and that's you got you got to be a bad motherfucker if you could write and white people like it as well
2: exactly that's what i'm saying Ta- talented as fuck Mm-hmm. So I look at a Chris Brown, and if he would have never beat Rihanna up, him and Rihanna still being together. Her with Fenty and him with whatever the fuck he came up with. Because after the, the Rihanna incident, he basically became like Bobby Brown and James Brown, like a, a crazy, talented motherfucker. Mm. Like he was he was known just as much for talent. As being a crazy ass nigga. Or vice versa. Like he was he was damn near more famous for whooping Rihanna's ass as he was for putting out hit after hit after hit after hit after hitting Rihanna.
3: He most definitely was Bobby Brown because of the uh the booger sugar.
2: Yeah. And shit. James Brown as well, nigga. James Brown. Yeah, like nigga and I'm talking about amazingly talented cause it wasn't like Chris Brown was just this pretty good dancer pretty good singer like nigga when that nigga did that BET Cypher I was like this nigga better than 80% of motherfuckers that's rapping
3: and that's good I mean he bodying R&B nigga bodying niggas again
2: exactly nigga and I mean like dope dope like it wasn't like uh trey songs because mm. i heard trey songs rap mixtape where he was rapping pretty good but you're not like oh my god this nigga need to put out a fucking rap album chris brown had niggas like this nigga should put one out like chris brown could rap his ass off he can act he can dance he can fucking play basketball Found out the motherfucker had a cold handle, a jumper, some boosties. Like, what the fuck can't this nigga do? When Soldier Boy challenged them, I I wanted to see him beat the shit out of. So I said, nigga, if I seen what he did to Rihanna, he gonna do way worse to Soldier Boy. (laughs) Yeah,
3: that nigga would have put the nasty mittens on that nigga. Nigga, when
2: when they when they posted their little videos of them practicing, I said, oh shit, Chris Brown could fight, and that nigga, uh. Mike Epps said some real shit about him. He said, nigga, you remember them niggas growing up? The niggas who can do backflips real good and they can do all the shit real good. They run real fast and play basketball. Them niggas would beat your ass, too. <laughs> I was like, that's some real shit. Because every nigga in the hood knew that one kid that was good at all the shit. And he would beat your ass. Chris Brown is that kid. Like, Chris Brown was the nigga who could do backflips out of trees and do four flip-flops and... He could fucking swim good and dive off the diving board. And he was good popping willies all the way down the street with one hand and shit. And he'll beat your ass. So Chris Brown is that nigga. Because to this day, nigga, with the Rihanna shit, my my number one question is, what the fuck did she do?
3: And we'll, we'll never know.
2: Yeah. Because, like, I keep telling niggas, man, like, that's that's what gets lost a lot in this situation. And I understand, no, no, no nigga should hit a woman. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm not saying none of that shit. All I'm simply asking is, what would make a nigga literally risk hundreds of millions of dollars? Like, that's, nah, nigga. That's a lot. What triggered that nigga? What could have really happened? To make him do that. Like, nigga, you are Chris Brown. He was Chris Brown then. Like, it wasn't like he was, you know, just on the come up. That nigga was like four albums in. He was already cracking, cracking, because he came in at 16. Well, popping. That was a long time ago. Give me that. That was little boy Chris Brown. When he beat Rihanna up, nigga, he was already that man. He already had double mint commercials and some more shit. They was on the way to what, the Grammys?
3: It was some type of special shit
2: And they probably both won one Like nigga
0: Voice of a winner.
1: Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true.
2: Was both on. He was more on than her. At that time, Chris Brown was the big name. So it was like, man, for, for that shit to happen, and, you know, again, a, a, another Jay-Z parallel. She was signed to Jay-Z at that time.
4: Yep,
3: Jay-Z most definitely is the reason why she's big as she became.
2: Yeah, again, you know, the right relationships. And I think a lot of her success comes from his tutelage. I think Jay-Z gave her a lot of game. To put her in a position to make a lot of those moves, mm-hmm. like you know, a, a lot of motherfuckers that Jay Z touched became very successful. A lot he had his hand in a lot of motherfuckers moving very far forward, you know, and that's a a, a thing that I look at as far as him. Like when it come to me personally, I I I'll always like to think, or I will always like to be remembered as a person that. After knowing me, you were better for the relationship that me and you had. Like, it was something that I told you helped you move forward. Something that I did for you helped you move forward. Jay Z has a lot of that impact on a lot of people. Shit, him and him and Nipsey had a good relationship with each other mm-hmm. because Nipsey would always openly admit, like, you know, the, a lot of what I did was taken from the blueprint of Jay Z. And Jay Z noticed nipsey on his come up and jay-z fucked with nipsey a lot watching him come up and it's sad because another multi-million dollar mogul that was very close in proximity to nipsey dr dre seemed to completely ignore nipsey which is a fucking black eye on the west coast like I, I look at Dr. Dre funny because of shit like that. Like, why the fuck did that nigga never acknowledged Nipsey? And Nipsey always said, like, nigga, I ain't, I ain't, I wasn't asking nigga for a beat. I didn't want a co sign. I just want the nigga to acknowledge the fact that I fucking exist. Like, I don't need the the Dr. Dre co sign. I don't need a beat. I don't need a shout out. I don't need. Just damn nigga, acknowledge a nigga. You know, just say I like that nigga hustle or something. But he never did none of that shit. It was like he had a blind spot to Nipsey. But after Nipsey passed, then the nigga wanna put the picture in the studio? Yeah, like nigga. Too many people was doing that. Sucker shit. Like, nigga, don't don't fuck with me now, nigga. Sucker shit. But you know, Jay Z, when he did the little freestyle after Nip passed, the um mm. eminent domain freestyle. Gasolina stupid fire Uh, another reason i fuck with jay like nigga jay is just fucking amazing dude like he had a hustler spirit nigga period that's how he got that billy and speaking of that i forgot to get that breakdown from you
3: oh the uh...
2: because you know he he made a, a lot of smart investments which I don't have in front of me. I I I wasn't able to get it. I was slacking on my motherfucking Mac and I had a long, long weekend. Friday night was a movie. I was supposed to be doing research for my show, but I was partying with the Crips. <laughs> but shit, nigga, like, you know, he he did a lot of shit to get himself where he was. Career wise, you know, what I what I always liked about him, he was always real self aware. He always would talk about what was going on, whether negative or positive in his raps. He would always acknowledge his his accolades as well as his shortcomings. Like when he was talking about what happened with uh, Un Rivera. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was talking about in that freestyle about losing the 92 Bricks, whatever he did well, he always spoke about. Whatever he did negatively, he always spoke about. And that's another quality that I would put into my normal life as far as looking into the life of Jay-Z and the career of Jay-Z and applying what happened to me. Always acknowledge when you fuck up. You know, it's it's part of the journey. It's part of the story. A lot of motherfuckers fuck up because they don't like to acknowledge the mistakes they make. And then they end up repeating them. You know, the, the first problem to, or the first step to solving a problem is admitting that you have one. And Jay-Z was always real good at that. He always talked about, you know, his, his his temper problems or this problem or, you know, this shit or this shit. Like a lot of niggas, I can't read this shit when I'm talking. I'll be all fucked up. But, um, you know, a lot of niggas when it comes to just life in general, especially men, we don't like to admit where we fuck up at. We don't like to admit places that we're weak. We don't like to speak about our blind spots. We always like to accentuate our strengths and ignore our weaknesses. He was always the type of motherfucker that would let you know both. Whether, you know, it was something that had to be said or didn't have to be said. He seemed to have personal therapy through his music. And I fucked with that a lot. I always believe in self awareness. I, I pride myself on being real self aware, like knowing my my weaknesses as well as my strengths working on my weaknesses and playing to my strengths to make my weaknesses strengths to where I, I won't be weak at no point. Another Jay-Z thing that I really respect as far as his career, he ain't really have a lot of weak points. He was able to hit your ass with whatever. He did songs for the girls well. He did deep songs well, club songs well introspective shit well as as well as the cocky flossy fly shit like that's what made him the greatest rapper of all time to me he was able to do everything with everybody as far as he he could rap with any nigga on any song and a lot of people can't do that he could sound like jay-z on any song he could do a song with them cash money niggas and sound like jay-z He could do a song with Bone Thugs and Harmony and sound like Jay-Z. He'd do a song with UGK and sound like Jay-Z. A lot of rappers, when they do a song with niggas, they sound like them niggas. A rapper who's notorious for that shit is The Game. That nigga game is like the Shang Tsung of rap. Every nigga he rap with, he sound exactly like them niggas. Facts. Like, I I fuck with Jay-Z because Jay-Z always sound like Jay-Z. And that shit's saucy to me. Because a lot of motherfuckers can't do that shit. Especially depending on what beat they on. Niggas get to switching up all their shit. And sounding fucked up. Jay-Z, that nigga be on this shit. You know, and I fuck with the way that he. He matured and evolved. Like my last episode. You know, he started out rapping on the rich nigga douchebag shit. Then toward the, you know, the latter part of his career. It got more introspective. He started rapping more about grown people shit. You know, he, he was able to age well musically. Like, cause you know, a lot of motherfuckers, you could tell they didn't got older, but they still trying to rap with their old sound. Mm-hmm. Still trying to rap the old content. Like, nigga, how the fuck you, you old, we know you got a wife and a family. And you over here still rapping about bitches in the club, clapping ass. And nigga, you don't know nothing about that. Nigga, you ain't been to the club 14 motherfucking years. You know. Jay-Z always gave back to the community, especially as of recent now that we know more about the shit, you know, cause I remember, uh, after the towers fell, he, he gave a a lot of his tour money to the relief funds and shit. You know, Jay-Z was always the type of motherfucker that was, and you know, not always bragging about the shit, just doing the shit, bailed out a lot of them niggas in the Baltimore riots and... You know, Jay-Z was a, he 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 always gave back a lot. For all the people who hated him, It a lot of it was just hating. Because Jay-Z did a lot of good with what he had. You know, a lot of motherfuckers got a lot of money and don't be doing shit. Jay was always the type of motherfucker that really was was looking out in and out of his community. Because I remember some years ago when he did that shit in Africa to get them motherfuckers to clean water. Mm-hmm. Like Jay-Z was always a motherfucker who gave back, you know, like I, I, I fuck with that a lot because success leaves clues. I feel like success should also leave relief. When you get a lot, you should help a lot like to him, to who much is given, much is required, I feel like. And he always, you know, he kept that balance. I'm sure he probably could have did a lot more, which. You know, you see these nerd motherfuckers online, like, oh, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce got a billion dollars, but there's people starving and whoop de whoop Like, my nigga, what the fuck? Do you really expect everybody to to acquire a fortune and give it all away? Like, you think I work this motherfucking hard to give niggas all my fucking money? Fuck no, that's not how niggas get in. Like, motherfuckers is gonna do what they do. Like, I work very hard so I can live a certain type of lifestyle. So I'm not gonna get mad at a nigga. For doing well, which a lot of motherfuckers do, and that's sucker shit. So, um, like I, I just look at how this motherfucker got down and how I try to apply that shit to motherfuckers' lives, which is just look at the life and career of this motherfucker and just put that shit to how, or like put it this way, because I, I completely lost my train of thought of what the fuck I was saying. Like, I just look at niggas in general as far as people who succeed in life and I apply the principles of how they did their shit, which is like a Jay-Z who separated friends from associates Mm -hmm. and always stayed hustling, always was self-aware, always stuck to, you know, who he was. Because if you look at Jay-Z, he always sounded like Jay-Z. No matter what the sound was, he sounded like him. He didn't, you know, oh, this is the bouncy Jay-Z or this is the crunk Jay-Z. This was Jay-Z during this era. If you listen to a Jay-Z album, it just sounds like a Jay-Z album. It don't sound like a, he probably made this around the 2000s. He probably made this around this time. Like, nah, nigga, this shit just sound like him.
3: Jay-Z didn't change the production change.
2: Exactly. But he always sounded like him.
3: Always Ovito.
2: Yeah, and no matter whose song he was on, he sounded like him. And, you know, when it comes to his his wealth breakdown, thank you, super producer. That's why he's the super producer. He's doing super shit and producing. This <laughs> not got the fucking, the, the breakdown, um, Armand de Brignac? However you pronounce it. Three hundred and ten million dollars. I that's, ain't on front. I don't know what the fuck that is.
3: Champagne, he owned a hundred percent of that.
2: That's ace of spades?
3: Uh probably so, yes.
2: Yes. God damn. I don't know why they ain't just write ace of spades on that shit. But you said he owned a hundred percent of that? hundred percent. Three hundred and ten goddamn this nigga got more milk this nigga got more money on liquor than most niggas got in everything.
3: Yeah, that's where all his that's where a majority of his money is at in the liquor.
2: Yeah, because a hundred million dollars a duet, hundred million dollars in title, Rock Nation, seventy-five fucking million,
3: and that's each album. Each his extensive catalog is seventy-five per album, seventy-five per album.
2: God damn it, he got what thirteen albums, You're right? Shit! Shout out to this motherfucker, <laughs> seventy million dollar art collection and fifty million dollars in real estate. God damn it, nigga, shit. <laughs> that's a lot of goddamn money good job jay-z shout out nigga shit that's a beautiful motherfucking thing because like they say every millionaire should have seven revenue streams seven ways to get an income you know whether that be investments um uh, property your regular income um and this is just off the top of my head. This ain't even shit that they say. This is just some shit that, you know, I don't know. Intellectual property, you know, and other little hustles. This nigga got Ace of Spades, say Title, Rock Nation, his art collection, real estate, and, you know, and that's not, Beyonce.
3: And that's, yeah, Beyonce. And that's not even what he got in car collection. Yeah. You know what I'm
2: saying? Exactly. So. Like liquid cash
3: yeah, that's not including the jewels, mm-hmm. you know, so some millions left off of
2: Exactly, that. Cause I remember, I uh, was that nigga Joe that said, I thought that nigga been a billionaire. He probably just reported that he got the billion to keep the IRS off his ass. Right. Which is also true. Nigga, we don't know what the fuck that nigga really got. He might have more than that. Mm. But you know, just the, the, the practical wisdom, study greatness, success leaves clues and a career in life like Jay Z left a lot of clues. If you listen to his catalog, just like how I will always big up the, the career of Nipsey Hussle, because he left the blueprint in his music. Jay-Z was the same fucking way. And I think a lot of what Nipsey did as far as doing that, he got from the blueprint of Jay-Z. No pun intended. You know, um, I, he, I, I learned a lot from Jay-Z. Just say that shit. Like, and if you really study a motherfucker like that, you don't have to be a rapper to become successful off of looking at the fucking blueprint of this nigga, because a lot of what his blueprint was, was this is my main source of income. How can I turn this into other sources? Like the the bar that I dropped on the last show, if somebody would have told him that hoes would sell clothing, not in his lifetime, wasn't in my right mind. Like with the RockAware shit, which is one that we didn't even bring up. I don't know how much money is coming out of RockAware if he's still getting money out of it. But different motherfucking revenue streams. You know, whether you like them or not, you got to respect this hustle. And it should be an inspiration to all of us that a kid from the hood, a child from the hip hop generation could create a billion dollar empire without kissing nobody's ass. He literally did it his way. He did a whole Jay Z career sounding like Jay Z. He didn't sound like nobody, you know. He didn't really kiss nobody's ass. He 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 did it the way that he chose to do it, and you gotta respect that. Or in his words, if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you'll love him when he fade to black. And I'm gonna drop the microphone on that shit. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. If you want to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhousemedia. Town-e-house-media. Any closing words? Been ready, super producer?
3: When you find something, man, and you good at it, never give up or do it for free,
2: man. Man, real motherfucking life. We'll be back at you motherfuckers next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better too much gun.